every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. It's the Shrimps Verdict Podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. I can't believe it's just three and a half weeks since the end of the League One season. Plenty has already happened. There's going to be so much more to come. In-goings, outgoings, as Derek Adams builds his squad for the brand new League One season, which starts earlier than it ever has this year. The 30th of July is the opening day of the season. Fixtures released in just a couple of weeks' time as well. Really, really looking forward to all of what's going to happen at Morecambe Football Club over the next couple of months. But some big news this week, and Ben Sadler, the general manager of the Shrimps, has been named as the club's new chief executive officer. I've been chatting to Ben to get the full lowdown on just what it means to be the new Shrimp CEO and an update on lots of things happening at the Mazuma Stadium. I'm looking forward to getting stuck in. Um, we've had a really good year so far, um, you know, since we've come in and, and genuinely believe that we've managed to make progress. Of course, we're, we're nowhere near where we want to be. Um, and that speaks volumes for the ambition of the club and the people who are on the board and, and the wider staff base. But we all know that, yes, we've got to recognise we've done well, but we can absolutely take it up a level in, in every area. So I think the, the main emotion is just excitement to get stuck into that challenge. We'll talk about some of those areas that uh, we might be able to take up a level or two in due course. But from where we were just 12 months ago from general manager. I, I remember when you were appointed round about this time last year. It's Well, it's been quite the journey, hasn't it? It, it has, and it's been a really interesting challenge, but, but fortunately, surrounded by really good people. Um, you know, that's on the board, that's throughout the full club, community, academy, football side. Um, people talk about it regularly, but... We really do have a good team. We've managed to add where we needed a little bit of extra resource or a little bit of extra um, experience, which, which fortunately we've been backed on. And we're starting to see the fruition of that. It's, it's difficult in football. Um, obviously, you've got to allocate your resources between various departments and areas. And the obvious one is, is you know what goes on on the pitch. And in order to generate as much revenue as we can to support a uh, uh, a growing wage budget or a, an improved wage budget, you need to generate that money elsewhere in the business. Uh, so you've got to invest in that as well. So it, it, it can be a bit of a challenge and everyone wants the same thing. But like I say, I think we've had a really good year on that front and the, the signs are positive. So without giving all the trade secrets away, Ben, where are we now from where we were as an entire football club when you first took the job as general manager? Um, I, I think we've made great progress because, you know, we have to absolutely acknowledge where we were and, and um, the, the club had had some difficult times and had managed to to really battle through and, and get to a point where we got into League One and there's been a, a fresh, renewed optimism around the club for a few years now. But I think getting into League One is really harnessed that and, and captured the minds of supporters and, and people in the area and businesses who want to get, want to get involved. So, um, like I say, I think coming in last year, 
we we knew we had to put some real basics in place and and get a number of departments the support they needed. Um, whereas this year it's a completely different challenge. I think we've we've got most of that in place, and now we're looking at right how do we take things from seven out of ten to eight and nine out of ten rather than go how do we get from day to day and get things moving. Mm. A lot of people said to me this time last year, Ben, great that we've got promotion into League One, but behind the scenes there are many areas where we're simply not ready, we're not set up, the infrastructure is not there to be a a League One football club. Was that fair at the time? And if it was, how far have we come in in that space of time? Yeah, it's been a learning experience for all of us. Um, The the club was staff-like um in certain areas and that was just the nature of the circumstance like we said the, the club's been in and it's and it's been it's been growing but I think going into league one forces you to um develop things a little bit quicker and it gives you the opportunity to as well so um there was a reason that that we were doing things how we were and like I say it just took a couple of tweaks and suddenly everything looks altogether different and We've got such positive momentum now. We're looking at it this close season. Last season, we were bringing in four, five, six people. We're now looking at it this close season. And, and it's it's like a, a game of Tetris, really. And you're going, what, what's that missing piece that's going to just bring everything together? So we're, we're hiring a HR manager at the moment, which we're going through the process of speaking to some really good people who I've got absolutely no doubt will, will help take us to the next level. But we're looking at one or two key appointments rather than three, four, five, like we were a year ago. And I think that's going to be the way we can really develop and grow in the next few years is just pushing on, taking everything as far as we can and then seeing, right, how do we just take that to the next level? And the one area where we we weren't operating perhaps as effectively as we, we could be was turning the football club into, I think as you've alluded to there, Ben, into a 365-day-a-year business lots of activity off the field. It's not just about the 25 match days a year. Great that we've got the increased revenue with season tickets and, and increased crowds being in League One and, and so on. But it's those off the field activities too where we've uh, really sharpened up, but still more to come there as well. Absolutely. It was a, we've had some really successful years since moving to the uh, Mizuma Stadium. I think COVID obviously knocked everyone for six and, and you know, we the world came to a standstill and that was the nature of um, society. It wasn't just us as a club, but coming out of that, it's it's been how have we bounced back and revitalised things coming out of COVID, which has only happened, you know, I lose sight of it sometimes. It's only happened properly in the last four or five months, given what went on over the Christmas period. So we've, we've bounced back positively. We've got really good... Um, good people in the right areas who are, who are hungry to make things better. Um, you know, we've done our bit throughout the pandemic as a, as a vaccination centre and, you know, managed to get 120,000 plus jabs into the local, uh, into the arms of local people, should I say. Um, and we're still helping out on that front, but it's about finding how can we, how can we fill the space with conferences, events, um, because ultimately all, all the revenue we generate gets reinvested in the club and uh, and the football side of things, of course. So the new job then, Ben, Chief Executive Officer, that sounds a fantastic title, doesn't it? Um, what are the differences going to be in terms of your day-to-day roles and responsibilities from where you are now? 
I think it's been a dynamic role since I came in. So speaking to the board throughout the whole process of of um, this restructuring, it, it doesn't feel like as of next Wednesday, the world's going to change and, and we're going to rip up everything we've done. It's it's the natural progression. It's ultimately, we've looked at it as what the club needs, first and foremost, you know, more so than myself in any sense. Um, what does a club need just to make it a little bit more effective, a little bit more efficient? Like we're talking in every department, we've got to look at ourselves across the board as well at times and say, right, how can we um, make sure that we're, we're targeting in the right areas and being really effective with things? So um, it's ultimately for the benefit of a club, just to make communication across all departments, you know, a, a little bit more effective, joined up thinking in our approaches to, to various strategic projects, um, you know, training ground that I've been on with and, and working with former manager and now Derek um, throughout the season. So like I say, in, in terms of any radical changes, it, it, there's not a great deal of change as of next Wednesday. It's just supporting uh, the non-football element, as I have done for the last 12 months, but just going in and, and supporting the football and the academy and, and the community elements of the club as well and seeing where we can make them marginal gains in progression. If we can, if you can blow your own trumpet for a second, man, I know you are quite a humble guy generally, but when that call comes from the board and they say, Ben, we think you've done a fantastic job over the last 12 months, we want you to become the new chief executive of the football club that must be a very special moment yeah incredibly proud I mean you know it's uh, it's been a very quick trajectory for me since starting in football um had a had a range of experiences which I've really enjoyed um you know worked at sort of nearly every level of the game now in, in a reasonably short period of time barring the Championship and Premier League, which is the trajectory that we're on as a club and, and we'd love nothing more. But um, yeah, a variety of experiences have, have really helped me understand and and make some good contacts and networks in the game. And I think, like I say, it felt like a natural progression for a club and it feels like a natural progression for me. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I'm up for a challenge. I know, I know I'm capable and ultimately that's because I've got people around me who are, who are brilliant and, and that's... Um, you know, I know some people will try and claim they've come up with a master plan and, and you know, it's all about it's all about that. But it's not. It's it's quite simple. It's getting good people in the right place with the right support, a plan. You stick to it. You hold each other accountable and you get on with it and you break it down. Like we've said, it's not it's not how can we change the world overnight? It's how can we get better day in, day out, week in, week out? Are we better now at everything in every department that we were a month ago and do that and suddenly you get 12 months down the line and you've made, you've made a great deal of progress? Let's talk about those plans in a bit more detail then, Ben, if we may. Before we do that, I speak to James Waitfield, I speak to Charlie Apple, you know, I speak to Rod Taylor and the, the phrase that's banded about is this three-year plan. Is there such a thing as the Morecambe Football Club three-year plan? And if there is where are we along it in comparison to where we thought we might have been? There is. I was talking to Charlie this morning separately on it and, and you know, we check in and there is a three-year plan. It, it was put in place about 18, well, just under 18 months ago. So just before I joined and I think phase one of it was hire a general manager. Um, ultimately, the plan is to be sustainable and competitive in League One. I think on the football side of things, that happened probably sooner than anyone had 
imagined. You can't plan for it. But in terms of a three-year plan, I think it was looking to build towards that over the three years. Whereas it's happened year one and, and you know, or before for the start of year one. So we actually start the three-year plan as such in League One, which is, um, you know, very convenient and helpful. But what it means is we've still got another two years to go. Um and we won't rest until we've achieved that, which is making sure that the club generates suitable revenue that can be invested in, like I say, all aspects, football, um, the teams behind the football, the non-football aspects as well, investment in the stadium. I know that'll come up in, in some of the questions that people have posed, um, but it's ultimately what we can generate, we can reinvest. We haven't got a magic pot of money. Um, so it's absolutely sweating everything we can um, and enjoying it, but being smart about things. What can we do? Like we said, incremental gains. It's not going to all happen. We're not going to throw throw a, a brand new stand up in two months this close summer. It's not going to happen. But how how can we work towards a place where we are looking at really taking things forward? And I think, like I say, we've got two more years to go as we are. Um, in terms of this plan, let's make sure we we're, we're competitive and ever competitive, and then we come we come to the end of it and we reassess and see see where we can we can realign the plan and where it takes us. So let's drill down into some of those uh, elements of the plan then in a little bit more detail. Let's talk about training ground first. That's been a bone of contention for Morecambe Football Club as long as I can remember training at Turner's Field, at the high school, at Lancaster and Morecambe College, Lancaster University, Mysco College. There's been other areas where we've trained and we've some have been better than others. We've not really had a training ground home as such. What can you tell us about any potential opportunities there? Yeah, we've, we've not got a, a perfect, perfect scenario or solution. Um, we started this season at Lancaster University, where the facilities were outstanding. Um, they looked after as well, but the grass pitches became an issue, um, you know, early on into the season. The, the maintenance of them was difficult. They were open on campus, so we couldn't have exclusivity on them, which we really needed to invest um, what, what we'd need to to make them suitable through the winter. So in January, we moved to Lancaster and Markham College, where our academy is based. We've got a grass pitch there that we've um, we, we've done some renovations on this summer. It means the players and football staff are based at the Mazuma Stadium throughout the week, which, um, again, all the little incremental gains. We've got a, a cracking gym at the ground. We've got physio facilities. It gets everyone together. We can eat together, integrate the, football, uh, the footballers and, and the football staff with the club staff. Um, just really helps us with a positive culture and environment across the, the entire club. So um, we've done some renovation work on that pitch at Lancaster and Morecambe College. So that's where we'll be based this season. We've got that on a on a, a long-term deal, should we want it. Um, and again, I think it's all the while just having a look at our options and, and seeing what transpires. A key driver of revenue, Benny, season tickets, of course. We've got one of, if not, the best deal in the whole of the EFL. What can you tell us about numbers so far in comparison to in-house targets and, and how far do, do you think we can go? It's definitely the best deal in the EFL for me, um, you know, not just on price, but on, on value for money as well. And, and you know, we've got a close-knit 
supporter base that, that's growing, but remaining, you know, you can, you can, you can feel the soul home and away. Um, so season ticket sales are going really well. We're pleased. I'm sure the, the totals now are, are getting to 1500, if not just north of once, once the update's gone on the totalizer. Um, so price is going to start coming down, which, you know, with reasonable confidence that we're going to be at the, the levels we were at last year, at least. Um, and can we beat the amount of seats sold? No reason why not. So we're really positive. We we set a target last year of 2,000 and got 2,500. I, I absolutely believe we can reach 3,000 this year, whether we will or not. You know, that's in that, that, that's up to how far and wide the word spreads and, and how many people that our supporters can tap on the shoulder and, and get to come along. But absolute confidence that we can surpass last year's totals. And like I say, I, I, I think 3,000 is a, a target we should be striving for. League One football for about seven quid a game. It, it's just you can't get non-league football for that, can you? So there's no reason at all why we can't add those extra few hundred on, given that we, I suppose we've got another year of certainty that we are now starting to establish ourselves in League One as a football club. Absolutely. And, and you know, we, we appreciate that there's more to uh, a match, Dave, than just turning up and, and watching football three o'clock till five o'clock. And, you know, we've made some good progress this year that we're very proud of in terms of achieving the Family Excellence Award from the Football League for the first time since 2018. But again, we're, we're not patting ourselves on the back and, and saying, right, feet up, and we're, we're happy with that. We, we want to improve the score. We want to improve the matchday experience. Uh, we had a great, great day against, I think it was Burton Albion for Community Day. We've sat down and said, can we make you know nearly every game throughout the season resemble what went on there? Mm. Um, improvements behind the bat card terrace, the, the roof has been fixed and, and remedied the issues we had with it. And that's due back in on Friday um, in final form. So that will be done and dusted very shortly, certainly in time for pre-season. Um, and again, what can we do in there? Can we get can we get some entertainment in there? We're trying to keep prices on all our beer and, and pies as competitive as we can in a in a difficult world and market. Um, so we, we will again, like I say, it's not going to go to ten out of ten overnight, but we've now got it up to you know seven, seven and a half out of ten. How do we get it to eight, eight and a half regularly, and then nine and so on? I'm sure a lot of fans will be very pleased that the roof is going on the, the back of the barter card. Uh, finally, we... Oh, <laughs> yes, it's been a long-running battle, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's the first... Is that the first step towards some kind of fan zone then? You, you alluded to possibly live entertainment. I, I saw the, the marquee that Accrington Stanley have. It's it's nothing special, is it? It's just a canopy and, and, and a bit of a bar area and that's it. But it does the job, doesn't it? So how far down the line could we, could we be with a fan zone? Um, we'll do everything we can. We, we've not got the luxury of, of loads of space and suitable uh, land to do it on. Um, we are looking at our options at the moment um, in terms of land and, and space to do it. We have engaged with uh, a company that, that do put plans together for similar projects that I've used before. Um, so I met them a couple of weeks ago. So we're just uh, looking at all the different space around the ground that we could utilise and look to get some plans together. Um, in terms of having a, a fully-fledged fan zone, again, it, it's not going to be in its final form come the start of the season, but can we do a little bit more on the forecourt and around the stadium next season? Absolutely, and we will do. 
And then as opportunities arise, we hope sooner rather than later, we'll look to, to make developments when we can. Now, it wasn't all rosy last season. We had uh, one or two, well, let's call it pitch encroachment issues. Is there anything on the table to perhaps increase or improve the safety measures, certainly in the away end of the stadium? Yeah, I know the question that this relates to. Um, ultimately, the Bolton game, like I said, was a learning experience for everyone, the club, the the authorities. Um, but, but what I know is that that was used as an experience to learn. And I think we showed against Ipswich and certainly against Sunderland on the last day with a bigger crowd um, that we had taken the lessons planned thoroughly um, with that extra knowledge that we had, that we'd never had before. Um, and we absolutely nailed it. You know, and I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to put my hands up and say when we get something wrong, like we did after Bolton, um, but on the same token, I will, I'll stand here and, and sing the praises of our team who, who ran things brilliantly against Sunderland. Home fans, away fans had a great day. Um, and we go into next season confident that that we know exactly what we're dealing with in terms of pitch encroachment. That that um, the the fence behind the away end it's knee high. I don't know if it's a design fault from um, the original bill. I, I don't know. But what we are doing is looking at a higher, more suitable uh, level of fence behind there that we're going to get in this close season. Um, which again, it's 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 not going to stop you going headfirst over it if you really want to get on, but it, it stops our ability to just run up and, and hop over. So, again, we, we can't do anything too radical, but we'll, we'll put some a, a little bit better um, infrastructure in the away end this close season. Moving around the Mazuma, sort of, I suppose, anti-clockwise really, isn't it? The community pitches at the back, they've not been used for quite some time. We don't own them. We don't own the slip road at the, at the side of the Berlin Wall either. Is there any movement or are there any plans to possibly get that back under our control? We've had conversations this year. Um, you know, we're looking at different avenues we can explore. It goes without saying that we, we you know, we circumstance dictated that we don't own them anymore. We'd, we'd love nothing more than to have them um, being used day in, day out, community facility, but ultimately... It's, it's land and a building owned by, you know, as we know, a, a private individual and they have absolute autonomy on, on what they do with that. So um, whilst we've had contact and, and feel that progress in some respects has been made, it is very much out of our hands as, as with any um private ownership of, of anything in the world, really. Um, so, yeah, it, it's out of our hands largely. But, you know, as the supporters, I'm sure, uh, share, we, we would love to be utilising and maximising everything we can on and around the Mazuma Stadium. Hopefully we can have some positive news on that. I suppose a boxer taking over a gym, that makes sense, doesn't it? But community 3G pitches which haven't been used for a while. It's a different, hopefully a deal can be done at some point down the line. And like you say, it'd be great to get them back into, well, back into public use, if nothing else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just a few more questions, Ben, from, uh, from fans and listeners uh, before I let you go, um, if I may. Away coach travel, a hot topic uh, last season. 
are there any plans in place for any sort of official travel away club or individual games next? I suppose it depends when the fixtures are released, who we're playing on, on, on what day. But are there any plans for away travel next season? Well, last season started out with, you know, the best intentions. Um, the idea being that we get a bus or a coach going to every game and, and there was different private and, and club um, support to trust initiatives to make that happen. It didn't quite work out for one reason or another. And here we are a year on with exactly the same um, scenario and, and ultimately the same the same wish, which is to get as many people to as many away games as we can. So it's not the political answer because um, the answer is no, there is no plans at the moment, ultimately, because we're three weeks out at the end of the season and we've had that much um, on in terms of reviewing uh, different areas, but it's just not come up in terms of our conversation. But by the time we get to uh, fixture release date and pre-season, um, we've spoken to the Shrimps Trust regularly. We, you know, we have our monthly meetings and, and ongoing dialogue with them. Um, the, there's not a solution at the moment that screams that suits everyone, but we will find one. Um, and you know, whatever that solution is, we'll make sure we communicate that in good time. And like I say, ultimately get as many people to as many games as possible. Fingers crossed, Ben, because that makes a, a massive difference. I saw the average of away attendances, and I think we were up around the 400 mark, which considering some of the five, six, seven hour journeys we had last season was absolutely fantastic. So if we can improve on that next season, that'd be amazing. Yeah, and it's no easier next season in terms of the uh, geography of, of away games. We've lost a few local ones and gained a few down the down the southwest. But um, like I say, we we all want the same thing, so we will we will make sure there is a solution in place with with our friends and partners. Lots of excitement about the uh, the brand new kit reveal, Ben. What can you tell us about uh, any potential dates for when we might see the new shirts soon? Um, they've they they were due to land next week. I understand, um, as is case with a number of things in the world at the moment. There's there's been some slight delays that are out of our hands, which is unfortunate. You know, I'd be the first to hold our hands up and say we we, we weren't thinking about it until January, February. But that's not the case. The designs have been have been nailed. Um, but manufacturing and, and transport logistics mean they're going to arrive. I believe a couple of weeks late. Um, so as soon as they land, we will get everything done that we need to and, and get them on sale. So uh, whilst it won't be next week, I, I think we're looking at the middle of June and I, I don't design them. I'm not particularly creative. I know when I see a good shirt, but I can't come up with one. Um, but the same people who, who did this year's have designed the upcoming seasons. And like I said, I've seen them and they are absolute belters. So um, I think I think they'll be very popular again, which is which is always a positive. So without giving the game away, Ben, are they radically different to the last seasons? No, um, a, a, a very pleasant and appropriate evolution. Um, so yeah, it's it's not. I don't think there's going to be anything garish um, coming up. But yeah, like I say, I, I I couldn't come up with a nice kit if I tried. But when I see <laughs> one, I can go, that's all right. Ben, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, taking the trouble. We really appreciate it. I know you are a very busy man, obviously a man in great demand at the moment with the new role as well. So thanks very much uh, for talking to us. Finally, what message do you have for the, the Shrimps faithful, the, the Morecambe fans 
tremendously excited going into uh, what's going to be a, another great season. What is your message to the supporters? Get behind us. You, you've you've done it for years and years through um, good times, through hardship, uh, and we've come out on a really, really positive trajectory in the last few years. That's going to continue. Um, like I say, we, we we've got people in place at the club who who get what it's about. They they love the club from the board, through through our colleague base, um, and. We need your support. And, and like I said, you backed us last season unbelievably, got us over the line. But the home and away support is is absolutely um, top-notch and, and, and don't underestimate that. So buy your season tickets, get yourselves down to the games, give us feedback. We're here for you. We want to make it better day on day, week on week. The only way we can do that is if you tell us. Um, you know, doors always open from our point of view. We, nothing's off limits unless you're after a monorail around the ground or something. Um, but no, we, we're really excited. We hope we hope supporters are too, um, and, and we just can't wait to see everyone again in July. Not after a monorail, Ben, but perhaps we're after mushy peas instead of process. Is there any news there? Uh, I believe you direct them inquiries to Mr. Charlie Appleyard. <laughs> <laughs> ben, thank you so much uh, once again. We really appreciate your time and uh, I can't wait for the season uh, to, uh, to to come. It's soon going to come round, isn't it? 30th of July is a ridiculous starting point for the season, but uh, we'll take it. Looking forward to fixture release day and, and everything that the next year is going to bring. So good luck in the new role as, as Chief Exec and uh, we'll hopefully speak to you very soon. Thanks, Dave, and thanks for everything Beyond do for us. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.